It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 220, this is take like 15, whatever But, look, we got a lot to talk about And it's not just going to be this episode it's going to be mostly on the other episodes where we dive in to the free agency frenzy that is the NFL right now. A lot of deals getting done that I love. Some of them I hate. Some of them I don't get. But that's for a different episode. This episode is dedicated to the Dallas Cowboys. As always, you know I love the Cowboys. I want to see them succeed. I'm always vastly disappointed. So why stop it now? Look, Dallas Cowboys. Have they done much in free agency? No. So this is going to be a somewhat short episode for your boy, Bubba Lutz. But I I need to talk about it. Day three into free agency. Steven and Jerry Jones off in Cabo somewhere or in Cancun, whatever, having a vacation of a lifetime. While shit needs to get done in Dallas. The Dak Prescott deal, without a doubt, is the most important deal. And I think after that, they were like, wow, uh, that was a lot of work. Let's, uh, let's take a vacation while everybody else is like, w- we got a whole off seat. We, we, we don't have cornerbacks. We don't have safety. No, 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 no. We're fine. We, we need a break. We need a break. The, nothing that I really say is going to matter when it comes to Dallas Cowboys. Um, I am right most of the time when it comes to Cowboys. And what I'm going to talk about, who they signed, who they haven't signed, I've been right about. So, you know, take it at face value. Take it as is. But do I have the insider scoop? Do I, Am I in cahoots with the Dallas Cowboys? No. I'm just a, just a guy trying to make a living out here. So let's look at some of the deals that have been done over the last few days in free agency and where we go from here. Now, after the Dak Prescott deal got signed, and if you haven't listened to that episode where I talked about what they should do this offseason, that was number one. That was definitely number one, and good job for the Cowboys finally getting that done later, or better late than never. The second thing that was prioritized for this Cowboys team was their re-signings of the free agents coming off the 2020 season, and... For my opinion, I think these were the guys that they should really look into and re-sign to keep on this team. Joe Looney was one of them. Great backup center with the development of Tyler Biotish. Lovable guy. Great teammate. Great guy in the locker room. Haven't heard anything yet or read anything yet. I'm expecting him to re-sign. CJ Goodwin, cornerback slash safe uh, special teams guy. He's getting re-signed already. He's agreed to terms with the Dallas Cowboys for re-signing. Nice. I want to see him more in the cornerback position, especially with a lot of these guys leaving this year. So hopefully we'll see him more in that role. Antoine Woods, still up for debate because he is looking and seeking different deals around the league. But the Cowboys do have terms to where they can match the deal of whatever team or they can let him walk. So it's still in the court of the Dallas Cowboys or that ball is in their court. Uh, Eli Anku, who you didn't see much of last season. It was a late pickup for them. Don't hear anything about him so far, but who knows? Rondell Carter, they have agreed to terms with him. Don't know the details of that contract, but they have agreed to terms with him, which is nice because he was another addition on this list. Cedric Wilson, 
Good to see him back. He's going to be the number four wide receiver in an already stacked wide receiver position. I really hope he stands out this year. I want to see him succeed. And with Dak Prescott back, I hope this passing game is un- unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. And I think Cedric Wilson adds to that. Jordan Lewis, just a few hours ago, re-signing with the Dallas Cowboys for three more years. He was the only quarterback that was up for free agency this year that I felt the Cowboys definitely should look into and re-sign, bring back at least, because I think we're just scratching the surface of what Jordan Lewis can do, other than some mental mistakes and some poor decision-making at the end part of the year. I think his playmaking ability and his play overall was way better and improved just showed a lot of heart compared to these other guys in the cornerback position. So those are my signings, and they've signed a good handful of them. So your boy, Bubbles, right on track. The guys that I wanted to see them let walk, Tyron Crawford, Sean Lee, who they haven't come up with a decision yet. Andy Dalton signs with the Chicago Bears. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, but it's definitely not Mitchell Trubisky. That's for sure. So... The way that Nick Foles was playing last season, I really don't think that Foles will be the starter. So that leaves Andy Dalton. And if you watched week 17 of the Giants versus the Cowboys, Chicago, I am sorry. You're getting an average quarterback. Congratulations. You have three of them on your roster right now. Alden Smith, no decision there yet, but I do want to see them move away from Alden Smith, even though he is a very talented player. It was a nice story, but... I don't think Dallas is a spot for him. Chidobi Wujie signs with the Cincinnati Bengals. Congratulations, Bengals, Bengals fans. You get a C-plus cornerback. Good for you. And Xavier Woods, still up in the air about that one. But I don't think the Cowboys should re-sign him. So, with that said, Jordan Lewis, CJ Goodwin, Dak Prescott, a long snapper, whose name I can't pronounce, but LP Lettisor. It's been an honor, sir. You, you're a legend in Dallas. And anybody who doesn't know LP Lattisor, you, you're not a Cowboys fan. So the only other signing that the Cowboys have made this offseason so far, and I hope I don't butcher this name, is swing tackle Ty Niseki. And he comes from the Buffalo Bills, a a journeyman across the NFL, across arena football. The man's 35 years old. He doesn't have a long time in the NFL left. But this is a replacement for Cameron Irving, who has now left the team, and Terrence Steele, who I hope is not part of this team. But Niseki will take over that role. Lyle Collins is coming back. Tyron Smith is coming back. So those tackles are set in stone. A nice backup offensive tackle his film looks all right haven't seen much about it but this man for his role it's not sexy it's not appealing it's all right it makes sense so with those signings being done and you're saying well Bubba there's not much to talk about here you've kind of broken down everything already this is where we lead into what's next for the Dallas Cowboys and to me I'm making moves Because this is a part of the time where you're not going to spend all the money in the world for these high-end free agents. You know, we're seeing those guys come and go. You're seeing the big names fall through with different teams. This is the same thing the Cowboys did last year. And we're seeing this pattern over the last six or seven years. And a lot of 
rumors or, or conversations, really, that should be the better term for this, around social media and Cowboys fans, analysts, is we're going to expect the same thing, really, of the Cowboys that we've seen for many years, which was they're not going to go for the highest name or the highest bid for these top-tier players. That's just not their style. They're going to go for the middle of the pack, your average Joe, really, maybe an above-average player, but we're not looking to break the bank for these guys. We want to be safe with our picks. We're going we're gonna to be safe with our free agent signings. The typical Cowboys of, like, we're America's team. You know, we want to spend money. We're, it's Jerry Jones. We're going to sell you on everything, but he's going to try to save a buck or two every so often. Because he wants to keep as much money as possible. He, he's just not the guy that wants to fail based on spending the money. He wants to be conservative. And that is the worst approach that you can have in the NFL. The Tampa Bay Bucks spent a lot of money last year. Well, guess what? They're spending a lot of money this year as well. But how did they do that? Restructuring contracts. Tom Brady, I want to know. I need the number. I need the number of how much money Tom Brady has restructured in his deals or has passed on deals because he wants to keep a team around him. That It's got to be more money that he's made in his contracts in his entire career. I, I mean, that's a lot of money leave, left on the table. But it goes to show you that deals can get done. Players can be brought to super teams, and they can win even though they're spending a lot of money. The Chiefs are showing you that even if you spend a lot of money on paper, if you're giving Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars over the next 10 years, you'll be fine. They let go of two of some of the best tackles in football. Arguably, Eric Fisher is, in some people's eyes, a bust considering how how high of a draft pick he was, but I think he's done really well in Kansas City throughout his career. And Mitchell Schwartz, who was really good as far as a starting tackle, they were both gone within two weeks of the Super Bowl being over. And yet, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. How are they making this possible? It's spending half a billion dollars on Patrick Mahomes, and they're getting Kyle Long out of retirement, and they're getting Joe Thune. Like, they're spending a lot of money on those guys. How are they doing this? Restructuring contracts, being good businessmen, and pitching to these guys that, look, in order for us to win and for you to make money in the long term, you got to restructure your contract and you just got to work with us. But I promise you that we will put a good team around you. Same thing in Kansas City, same thing in Tampa Bay, same thing in, I mean... Los Angeles with the Rams, Green Bay with the Packers, New England, like they're they're doing it right now. They're blowing the money, but they, they're still smart with their money. There's still a way to spend money in this league and still have an overall great roster. It's not going to be blown apart in a few years. And I don't think the Cowboys get that premise because I'm seeing a lot of these free agent safeties, cornerbacks, linebackers that these these Cowboys should really go after. They need that playmaking ability at those positions, and they're not doing so. So the problem with the Cowboys not doing much, it falls on Jerry Jones and Steven Jones and their complacency with these free agents. It hurts a lot of teams around the league, but I feel like the Cowboys are, are got to be, they, they got to be top five in the league as far as not capitalizing on spending their money wisely, but getting great players along with that so 
what we should expect out of the Cowboys, really, is good pickups that may be great, but will most likely stay at good. Can some of them be bad? Absolutely. Let's look at last season. That was a, a just the absolute embarrassment of an offseason for the Dallas Cowboys, considering haha Clinton Dix didn't even make the roster. Gerald McCoy gets injured in the not even the first week of the preseason. Preseason, I say that in, in quotations, but in, in training camp, he's out for the rest of the year, and he's probably not even coming back. He's probably going to go back to Tampa. Uh, Don Terry Poe was overweight immediately coming into training camp and was out by the halfway point of the season. Everson Griffin did nothing for the Cowboys and somehow did better in Detroit. Like that's four or five guys that were brought into Dallas and we all expected like, hey, they can do something here. And we're ultimately failures. Alden Smith was one of the only ones where I'm like, yeah, you can make an argument that he, he did all right. But in my eyes... For, for what the contract was and for what we should have in the future as far as a Cowboys team, it's not good enough. So should we expect the same thing this year? Probably. But Cowboys, like Jerry, th there are very gaping holes on this defense. The offense is going to be fine. That offensive line is coming back healthier and they are older, but they can still stand ground, which is nice. You just got to give enough time to Dak Prescott to throw to CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown. Like, you're not even mentioning the tight ends of Blake Jarwin, who's coming back from injury, Dalton Schultz, Blake Bell, hopefully. The weapons are all there for you. And the emergence of Tony Pollard at the end of the season last year, along with Ezekiel Elliott, his offense with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy with a full training camp, we're going to be fine. The defense, though, Jesus Christ, you are lucky that Donovan Wilson picked it up. You're lucky that Neville Gallimore progressed even better and faster than you expected. You're lucky that Trevon Diggs, with basically no training camp, did what he did, and even with the injury, was able to come back and do something for this cornerback position. You're lucky that some of these moves were, were, were done or some of these things happened in your favor. But you cannot tell me that we should go into 2021 with a Cowboys defense led by Xavier Woods, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, and Alden Smith. That's not going to happen. That should not happen. If there is any money to be spent on this Cowboys team this 2021 offseason, it has to be in the safety position. And if you want to be vague with it, the secondary position. There are still many, many great safeties out there that can do great things for this team at free safety. You know, I, I think that Donovan Wilson at strong safety gives you that power, that punch that maybe a J.J. Wilcox did a few years ago. But Donovan Wilson feels firm and being at one spot and giving you the big hit and, and knowing his role. I think Donovan Wilson can be really good in that position. As far as free safety, though, you need a veteran. You need a guy that has been around the block and has great instincts. Dan Quinn and Joe Witt are coming in. Seen a lot of these guys in their past. Keanu Neal, 
they've seen it with, I, I don't want to butcher the name as well, DeMonte Kazee, also rumored to be a good pickup for the Dallas Cowboys. But if you don't even want to stay in the Atlanta Falcons route, I mean, th think about it, man. Think about it. I don't know about Anthony Harris, though. Great pickup, though. Kenny Vaccaro, Trey Boston, Malik Hooker. I think Malik Hooker can be the best possible option for the Dallas Cowboys. Malik Hooker, although has been dealing with some injuries over the last few years, has been a key point to that progression for the Indianapolis Colts defense that is physical, that is hard-hitting, that is giving everything they have on the field each and every week. I mean, they're going to be a really good team this year, and a lot of that credit should go to the, the uh, defense. But if they don't pick up Malik Hooker again, Cowboys, if, if you want a, a veteran guy already but still young, he's only 25. He still has his best football to be played. And with Joe Witt, Dan Quinn, veteran guys that can bring him in, I think Malik Hooker can be a great addition for the Dallas Cowboys. Will they go after him? Probably not. Okay? Because they don't want to spend the money. They can probably talk Keanu Neal or DeMonte into a smaller deal because they know the guys. They, they, they have a relationship. Look. You have to bring someone in. You have to. You can't just rely on the draft. They're getting a lot of comp picks. I get that. But to take that chance in the fourth or fifth round with a safety, it's just not going to be the same. After the second or third round last season in the draft, I didn't see a lot of potential in the safety position. I felt, that, I felt like Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, Jalen Johnson, I wasn't a big fan of him, but he really stepped up for the Chicago Bears this year. I think outside of those names... There wasn't a lot to be offered as far as the safety position. So going after Malik Hooker or any of the guys I just named would be really nice. You don't even need to go that route. Maybe a Trey Boston, only 29, and was a nice player for the Carolina Panthers, has been a free agent for the last few weeks. I'm surprised that he's still not on a roster. If I'm, I'm getting real desperate, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting real desperate right here above. I mean, maybe even give HaHa Clint Dix another chance. Maybe the system was so complex with um, Mike Nolan that it just didn't work out for HaHa Clint Dix. He took the year off. He didn't even sign with another team in 2020. So why not give him another chance, see after that year of recovery, if he can still make it on a roster? I I'm still very intrigued as to why HaHa Clint Dix didn't even make the roster for the Dallas Cowboys or any roster around the NFL. And maybe it was personal things. Maybe it was injuries. But at this point, I'm taking anything over Xavier Woods because I'm not trying to spend $25 million on a guy that's not even worth maybe 15 Let him go somewhere else. This man was given an opportunity last season to be the starting safety of the Dallas Cowboys. And the stats may show that he was efficient. But in my eyes, watching the film, watching his decision-making, it wasn't there. It wasn't a $25 million safety. So, haha, ha Dix, you get a second chance. You're not kicked off the island. Come back, bud. And if you want to say, like, well, that's not, not the only position they need to worry about, I completely agree. I think cornerback is another thing that they should look into this offseason and not rely on during the draft. We should not be set in stone that for sure the Cowboys are getting a cornerback at the number 10 pick. Look, pa Patrick Sertan is going to be a, a phenomenal cornerback. And 
if they want to pair him with Trevon Diggs, love that. Love that for them. But there are plenty of juicy, savoring, like just just salt bay level of 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 cornerbacks in this free agency market that should be all over the Dallas Cowboys. Adoree Jackson let go by the Tennessee Titans just a few days ago. Amazing player, only 26 for what they were dealt with in Tennessee. I think Adoree Jackson was the only one that really stood out for me. He had some injuries last season, but Adoree Jackson, I'm all over that. Bashad Breeland, please, please look into that. That is a great player. Jason McCourty will most likely stay in, in New England because they just have all the money in the, in the freaking world. Desmond Trufant, who was with the Detroit Lions this past season but was with Dan Quinn in previous years. He is a little bit older, but that connection is there. A.J. Boye, who's been bouncing around the league over the last few years. I'm still looking into A.J. Boye because he's way better than Anthony Brown at the moment. Malcolm Butler, if we're talking about a New England guy that did great at that place and then also with Tennessee alongside of Dory Jackson. He's a good player. He's not great. He's not going to be a playmaker, but put him under a good system. The man's going to thrive. And of course, Richard Sherman. Most likely he's done with San Francisco and he's going to be the highest priced cornerback out of anybody. He's got the 10 years of experience, the 10 years of stats, the 10 10 year career, and it proves itself. He's a great player. I don't know if based on what the Cowboys are doing this offseason and what they've done previous seasons of not trying to break the bank. I don't think Richard Sherman is it, but bringing in a, a veteran like that would tremendously help this team. And as far as anybody else, I'm, I'm looking through that, but there's not really more that I would say the Cowboys could really look into. And plus, let's just, let's just, you know, bite the bullet here and just say that they're not going to get any of these guys I just named. So with that said, what should we expect? Expect a mid-level guy that you're like, oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's all right for a good four or five picks for the Dallas Cowboys. And they're really going to be heavy on the draft. And that's pretty much about it. Even with the restructuring of the deals of Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, and Zach Martin, that leaves a good amount of money on the table for the Dallas Cowboys this offseason. Don't expect them to really do much. Do I want them to do much? Yes, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. So just know. And I've heard other analysts around ESPN and Fox say this, which I've said it for a very long time. It's like the quarterback position is the most important position in football, but you can't depend on it. You can't depend on your quarterback doing everything for you. So we can praise the Dak Prescott deal all you want, but until these moves around Dak Prescott are made, and it's not even going to affect Dak Prescott really on the offensive side, it's what's going to happen on the defense. Defensively, they don't have a linebacker that I can trust. And like guys like KJ Wright were out there. Kyle Van Noy was a free agent for many days, just picked up by the New England Patriots once again. But Kyle Van Noy with the Dallas Cowboys would have been a tremendous pickup for them. And in in the secondary, 
No free safety that I believe in. And cornerbacks, other than Trevon Diggs and Jordan Lewis, what can we really expect of this Cowboys secondary other than those two names? And what happens in the draft happens in the draft. But that's down the road, right? So for right now, it's like, yeah, they've made the moves that I expected them to make. But in day three, my hopes are now just kind of settled down to where it's like, they're going to be quiet. They're going to, like the Cowboys, they talk all this smack and they, they want to be the headline. They want to be the number one thing talked about around the league. But if you don't spend the money, what makes you think it's going to change? Like if you get a Don Terry Poe or HaHa Clinton Dix this season or the equivalent of that, where it's just a, a mid-level guy after all those big names get their money, what makes you think that it's just going to stand out and those problems are solved? You don't know how to take care of the safety position. You got lucky with Donovan Wilson. If it wasn't for Donovan Wilson, there's no safety on this team. If it wasn't for Trevon Diggs, this would be a horrible secondary. And it, this team is going to give up a lot of points. So this is where we come back to that argument of like, you can sign Dak Prescott for all the money in the world, and you may think that it's the end of the world because you gave up all your money to him when really multiple teams that have been successful and won Super Bowls back-to-back years like the the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs, like these teams are spending money, but they're smart with their money and they know how to restructure. They know how to spread that money because they are smart with their money. Jerry, if you're just lazy and don't, want to do this the job and and use that as an excuse of like we gave all of our money to Dak Prescott we're gonna look around the league and we're gonna say that's not true look at Super Bowl winning teams that spent all their money and yet they have money this year because they restructured because they they picked the right players from the very beginning and they know how to hold on to those players they, they pitched it right. They have the sales pitch to say, stay here, take a little bit less money, and I guarantee you, you'll win more. Don't go to Detroit for more money when all you're going to do is lose. Be here because we're going to have a roster around you. and We're going to have Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Why, why would you not want to go? Or why would you not want to stay? So it's it's just a systematic issue. It's a business issue that starts in the front office and i've said it a hundred million times at this point but it's just what it is so you, you can sign all your tie and seckies all you want it's not gonna get you a better defense it's not gonna stop anybody from running all over you or throwing over the top donovan wilson can do everything trevon diggs can do everything so yeah i, I mean like, do I want to see them go after Malik Cooker? 100%, man. That's the move to make. That is that's a guy that you don't even need to debate whether he deserves the money or not. That's a guy that still needs to prove something around the league, but has given up a, a lot of potential to be a great safety in this NFL or in, in this league. And you need one. So how is the negotiation in your favor? Just... Be humble, be realistic, and look yourself in the mirror and say, we're not a great defense right now. 
Dan Quinn can do all the work in the world, but you can put all the confetti, all the the sprinkles you want on a on a piece of uh, of shite, but it's still a piece of shite. Like you 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 give a, a a Ford Pinto some nice rims, it's still a Ford Pinto. It's not gonna be a Mustang. As much as you want to see it as a Mustang, it's not gonna be a Mustang unless you sign a Mustang. Unless you sign a Corvette. But guess what? It takes money to sign those Corvettes. Damn right it does. But you're Jerry Jones. You're the big spender. You got all this money in the world. Prove it. Prove it. Put your cars out on the table. Put your money where your mouth is. Go get Malik Cooker. Go get Richard Sherman. Go get anybody at this point, really. So... This is going to do it for this episode of the Bubble Ed Sports Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to talk about the other free agency uh, frenzy deals going on around the league. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you next time. We will see you next time on the Bubble Ed Sports Podcast. Make sure you're the reason that someone smiles today. Have a good one. Hold on, tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now, would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when your team get their ass kicked? Now, do 